0: Come to the stage right now. Put your hands together for Kevin. Yo, welcome to the Unfunny Kevin Show. I am your host, Kevin Melody. It is Sunday. Well, for you, it's Monday, August 8th. I'm back after a week hiatus. Kind of warned you. I said I would make an effort to try to make an episode when I returned from Portland, but I was in Portland on that Sunday and Monday. I was in Portland actually all the way through like Wednesday of last week. So I couldn't record there. I wasn't going to bring all this shit, you know, to Portland. And I'm going to do you a favor. I'll get you. This will be an extra long episode of uh, the insanity that you missed, um, that I get to live for you. Right. That's the whole thing. You listen to the show and you listen to these stories and you go, oh, OK, he's he's doing the living part and you get to just enjoy and laugh and then share it with other people. You're like, hey. This is crazy. This is guy. I think I you, know, I, you either know me or you don't know me, um, and you just get to say, "Oh, I learned this about Portland." Um, to not go there, <laughs> it's fine. Portland, Portland, Oregon, is a unique slice of American pie. It really, really, really is. Um, the news would lead you to believe it's like Antifa safe haven, you know, uh, or that it's ran by uh, lunatics, which it is to some degree. It is certainly that. But while it is that, it is also lush, natural, green beauty. It's open heroin use. It's decriminalization of drugs, which is great, but it's also pro-tent. So it's like people are strung out on heroin. There's clean needle programs, but there's no rehab outreach, which is fine. I get it. Rehab doesn't work rehab does i understand the? i get it we're picketing we're fighting we're pro and anti all these things together this is it's very american um also you meet a lot of people there that have blue hair and nose rings that are in their 60s and are deeply conservative <laughs> Whew, i met some lift drivers <laughs> that were I mean, you if you saw them, like if you saw their Twitter avi you would be like, I bet you they have nineteen pronouns or whatever, like, you know, the reactionary thing would be to people with blue hair. Um, oh my god, they do not have nineteen pronouns. They they have they are certainly a he him and a she her because they are staunch conservatives. I met so many conservatives that look like whatever the news wants you to think is not conservative the news wants you to think conservative is like tucker carlson you know or like fucking laura ingram is like they're the face of conservatism it, it is not <laughs> at least not in portland every person that looked like tucker carlson in portland had a patagonia on. they all look like they're getting ready to go hiking even though they're in the city and they all were like, you know, fighting for the right to abortion. Uh, there were, the, the the guy looked like Tucker Carlson leads the Girl Scout troops in Portland. I'm not even exaggerating. Those are a different breed of whites. They are nature-loving whites. They are very forgiving whites. They are, um, you know, I'll give you an example of the type of white. I was told by somebody that it was this black dude who went to a BLM protest with his white, very white girlfriend. And his white girlfriend um, began to, like, throw rocks at some establishment. And he grabbed her and he was like, hey, 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 hey. That's not what this is about. And she was like, you're a fucking racist. (laughs) It was George Floyd protests in reaction to one of the worst crimes that we've seen in recent history against a fucking innocent black dude. And she was telling a black man that he's racist because he didn't want her to like destroy property. It was, it's the craziest story I've ever. And again, the black dude told me he laughed it off, but I, inside I'm like, dude, why do you like he, I don't know if he's even with that girl anymore, but The Lyft driving situation is amazing there. I got to tell you, when you go to cities, take lifts, pay a little bit into the program there and just have good conversations. Like walk as much as you can. Don't be a fat fuck. Like we did a lot of walking. Um, Portland's very walkable. Um, It was like a thousand degrees when we were there. Some dude was out there completely nude. It's very pro nude. It's hilarious. It's like pro nude, pro needles, Pro uh pitch a tent. Pro you shouldn't have housing. Pro uh live in the forest. Very anti like you know, wear a shirt, go to rehab, or you know, do ayahuasca and, and stop. I don't know what's what is the answer I'm confused it's I, I like that's the other thing is like what well, it's so everyone they do have shrooms that is true they do have shrooms so are we microdosing the homeless guy who keeps shooting heroin is he getting We're only giving him clean needles. Are we giving him shrooms and like therapy? Like this is the thing. This is (laughs) the blue haired conservative people I met. They were like, listen, man, we are pro decriminalization. You should not go to prison for having a habit. And I was like, wow. Okay. I get that. However, um, sometimes a drunk, like a hopeless drunk needs to go to jail to, to, dry up although there is pruno so i don't know it's kind of i don't know is it excessive sure does it make sense to send people to prison that use drugs absolutely not um so i get the decriminalization aspect but then it's like the guys like but then they just made it easier to be homeless and use and not get help and the only money they were allocating To helping people, I mean, per the blue hair guy, I didn't look into it. Was to pull people out of the forest. They said the homeless in the forest are more likely uh, to get hurt, you know, and it's inhumane to let them live in the forest. And I realized very quickly it's because they just don't want homeless people fucking up their white natural beauty over there in Beaverton. We don't want homeless living in the trees, ruining our plants. Put them back in the street. That's more humane. It was a hundred degrees in Portland. They belong on that hot asphalt. Give them a clean needle and a pack of cigarettes. Send them on his way. Make that legal, but don't provide any no no initiative to to house because it's their city. And guess what? In the middle of their city, in the middle of homeless heroin shooting Portland, Oregon, is a twenty-five foot story. It's like a, a, an abomination of a building just ruining their fucking Scott Ritz Carlton. I'm sure that they're building that and half of it's being committed to the homeless people. Let's ask Ritz. Look it up online. It is so offensive, like progressive safe haven gone amok. It's nuts, but, but maybe the best Ruben I ever had in my life. Shout out. I went to see a buddy of mine, Shane. Amazing fucking dude. He makes music. Uh he fucking used to be in LA. And I told him, I said, dude, Portland is kind of crazy. And he's like, yeah, man. Uh, but you gotta meet you gotta meet me at this deli. It has great food. I went to this deli. Oh, fuck. What is it? I'm gonna tell you guys right now. I posted the uh I think I posted the list somewhere. I think I put it on Instagram. But the deli is called uh la. la, 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 la. Kenny and Zooks. And they got fucking Rubens like You wouldn't believe it. And I'm somebody who has had many a deli sandwiches. Their Rubens are fucking out of this world. They got bagels, the bagels or whatever, but the Rubens are fucking incredible. Reuben, black coffee. Don't bother me. Yeah, it was really good. Um, And my mom, so I went, you know, I said uh, we took my mom for her birthday. We all had fun. Um, My stepfather actually got COVID, so he had to bail. He couldn't come on the trip. But we still had a a ball, and uh, we got my mom hammered. She drank, like, half a bottle of scotch in, like, fucking half, half hour or something. It was hilarious. Like, she never drinks. She's not a lush. She's, like, a very classy Persian woman. Just one scotch, a scotch and a wink, good conversation. She goes to bed. She's not a fucking drunkard. Um, But it was awesome to see her, like, have fun, cut loose, let the hair down hold the hair up, vomit, it was all fun, all fun and games. Uh, My sister and I had the greatest bonding, it was like the two of us taking care of my mom, and it was amazing, because like, my mom has taken care of us, my father, her mother, it it goes, the list goes on, it was so great to be there, and she's like, so sweet, she's like, sorry, like, while she's drunk, she's apologizing, we're like, if you fucking say sorry one more time, we're gonna leave you in here alone, (laughs) like, (laughs) like, yo, we fucking love you, like, don't, even behave this way, you know. It was amazing. It was a good, a good time there. We also got to see like it was weird. There's parts of Portland that are like Highland Park, and then there's parts of Portland like particularly in the city that are like downtown LA. It's the, the naked people and the heroin. Um, but my mom takes it on the chin. Like she's such a fucking trooper. We walk. Some dude is walking by, dick out. Uh, you know, making eye contact with her. And she looks. She's like. She's like everyone. Look away. <laughs> wow, Portland, <laughs> city is so unique. <laughs> like, she's such a businesswoman. Like she just knows. Like her vernacular. Her her vocabulary is so businesswoman that she she wouldn't say like, oh, this place is a fucking dump. She's like, oh, like. You know, it's so unique here. I love it. (laughs) Like, just keep walking. (laughs) Put your head down. Keep walking to the destination. Lots of record stores. Great record stores. Second Avenue. uh, You can Google it. Great fucking store. Uh, I think this older white lady owns it, but she has an incredible collection. I got an Atmosphere record that's really hard to get. I got a Patsy Cline record I didn't think we could get. We got an ABBA record. We got some crazy fucking shit. Um... Japanese gardens, that was fucking cool. Um, God, so much shit. But yeah, we got a lot of cool Lyft drivers, a lot of unique Lyft drivers, lots of old retirees talking about how Portland was once idyllic. And then they're like, like this one dude was like, nothing's been the same since the riots. (laughs) (laughs) He was like a fucking blue haired. Nose ringed 70 year old man. And he's just like, nothing's been the same since BLM. I was like, holy shit. Like I didn't even believe it came out of his fucking mouth. And then it's like followed by, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. George Floyd is a hero. <laughs> and you're like, okay, dude, it's totally whatever. This is your town. I'm just a fucking tourist. And uh, I did, we did get picked up by this amazing uh, lesbian woman who had like a nine seater Toyota Highlander. And she, when we picked her up, she had this weird, like she had like one of those, it's like a, it's a thing you put in your seat if you have like bad posture or like a fucking bad back or something like that. And she had kind of like a a weird twitch like her. So, so every, every, let's say, let's say, imagine you're with me. So I'm sitting in the passenger seat, right? So she's to my left and I would look at her. I turn my head to look at her. And she'd be talking to me and, you know, saying weird things. And every five count, one, two, three, four, five, her left shoulder would slam against the steering wheel. Like literally, like it would go 45 degrees. Like it would be flat. She'd just be driving normal. And then she'd just wig out and just whoosh like whip the left side of her body. I don't know. Maybe she was having a stroke. I don't know what the fuck was happening. She would jerk the left side? Well, no, because she also did it on the right side too. Like literally, every five count. And and she kept talking about gambling. She was like a total gambleholic. I was like, what does Portland have to offer? I'm curious. She goes, uh, ah, it's got fucking nothing here. It's got nothing here. But you know what we got? We got casinos not too far. I'll drive you to Wa- I'll drive you right over to Washington. Washington's got a casino. They say Warsh. Washington's got a casino fucking every three feet. You know, you can get some action. You want to get some action? One, two, three, four, five. Well, yeah. Anyway, you gotta, you gotta check that out. And then, uh, what you guys going to this bar? Oh, it's a tiki bar. They got karaoke. Uh, there was a guy that did genuine, and he got real into it. Oh yeah, he moved his hips. He did a little dance. It was great. One, two, three, four, five. <laughs> Kept jerking her fucking shoulder. I was like, dude, are you orgasming or what's like, what's happening? What's the dealio? Like, I was so fucking confused. Like, it was very, it was a very unique Lyft experience. Shout out to Lyft, though. I fucking love them. It was great. Every driver was so insane. Um, everybody got five stars and tipped way too much because I, I just loved the experience. It made Portland that much more interesting of a fucking place. Uh, the airport in Portland is funny too because it's very, when you get there, you're surrounded by beautiful green trees and it's very simple. You know, they got some coffee shops, they got a little burger place, little like, you know, sit in your chair, whatever. It's very, it's nothing compared to fucking LAX, which, um, oh my God, is equal. It's just such a fucking, I mean, you know, this experience, coming back was nice. It wasn't that bad. Going out is always a little, I think, just with security and stuff like that. But we, blew through, we went early enough, my mother's a fucking traveler, so we had a Delta Sky Lounge, it was great, you know, little 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 things that make it semi-worth it, but um, yeah, you know, easy fucking flight, it was like an hour 50, two hours, not bad, watch a couple Curb Your Enthusiasms, take a nap, drink some water, you're good, it was great, it was funny, it was a good time, um, and my mom had a great fucking time, so definitely, I mean, I would go back to... Maybe for the food, but uh, that's kind of it. I don't know if I'll go back for anything else. Um, But yeah, so not too much. I mean, it was insane, but you know, it was what it was. And I'm glad to be back. It makes you, here's the thing about traveling is it makes you really appreciative of your bed. You come home and you go, that's my fucking bed. I spent good money. Maybe your bed sucks or you don't have a bed. I don't know what your deal is. But for me, it's like we spent like six grand or something on our bed. When I come home, California King fucking just fixes your neck just by laying on it. It's just incredible. So when we get back, it's like fucking lift the frame, put it in zero gravity mode, let it contour to my body. It's like I'm a bitch. You know what I'm saying? I'm a basic bitch when I get back and I'm just like, let's fucking enjoy this. Lynn, come home, appreciate the shit. And also exploring, great. You know, it gives you content. Uh, it gives you perspective it makes you semi appreciative of uh of everything you got you know and if it doesn't you're just a fucking prick and whatever it's fine uh do you uh yes yeah, so basically this week i get home i'm doing all this shit for like tapped in i'm putting together campaigns i'm doing marketing shit shout out tapped in tappedinmusic.com shameless plug um, working on comedy stuff fucking I got a, still got a day job, so I'm doing all that shit. Like, life is uh, fucking uh, nonstop. But I went to SoFi Stadium uh, with my uh, beautiful fiance to see Taking Back Sunday, some fucking emo band that went right over my head. I, I, I didn't give a fuck about that. In middle school and high school, I was listening to rap and, like, Pantera and fucking uh, ACDC Uh, I, I was not, I, it did not occur to me to care about taking back Sunday. Um, nor did I care about third eye blind. And that was like the other act that was there, which was fucking dog, like dog shit. Like the people that come out, don't get me wrong. There's classics, right? All the third eye blind songs about math and jump, jumping off buildings and they're great. They're catchy, but they're for a very specific type of, uh, early 2000s, nineties, What? Person and uh, my goodness, everybody there had a receding hairline and semi looked like Sugar Ray, like they looked like what you'd imagine Sugar Ray looks like today, not Sugar Ray Robinson, Sugar Ray. You know what I'm saying if you're of a certain age. If you don't know what he looks like, Google him. Uh, they, everyone looked like they were in a Sublime cover band. I know you know exactly what I'm saying. I know you do. You're laughing right now in your cubicle, and you're Googling Sublime I, because you know what I'm saying. And I mean each white had is. One looked like the drummer. One looked like uh, Rome the replacement for Bradley Knowles and one looked like the guitarist/bassist dude you know exactly what i'm saying They all looked like that. They had the chain wallets. They had the short shorts. I didn't even know how they get chain wallets through security at SoFi Stadium. They have a white exception for that night. It was third eye, fucking blind. It was hilarious. Taking Back Sunday actually performed a great show. I'd never heard their shit until my fiance played it. And, you know, they, they had a great performance, but the audience was just god awful. We were laughing so fucking hard. And SoFi is a fucking sick. I mean, people complain about it. It's a sick fucking stadium. It's a sick stadium. Um, hopefully all those jobs went to local people in Inglewood. I don't know if it did, but that being said in LA, uh, something to do when you're in LA. It's, it was pretty cool. Um, so yeah, we did that. And, um, to cap the the whole week off, I'm actually moving, which is hilarious. I'm moving to a new place, not far from where I'm at now. I still have a lot of shit I got to do on this side, but I'm moving and, that brings a whole different level of it's, it's stressful for some people. I'm smart and I plan months in advance. So it's not sweat. It's not stress to me, but you know, you get comfortable where you live, you get comfortable. And you know, like I said, traveling pushes you out of that zone, moving pushes you out of that zone. Um, you know, you gotta, for me since I was like 18, I've only the longest I lived somewhere is like two years, you know? Um, when I was 18 or yeah, when I was, when I, when I was 19, 18, I lived with my mom for like a year and a half. And then around 19 and a half, I moved to a studio, a, a studio in Van Nuys, California. Um, and this was like a while ago. Holy shit. Um, I moved from that studio. It had no kitchen no fucking kitchen it had. Uh, I did my dishes in the bathtub, which as an actual adult, I look back and I'm like, that's why I get the weird breathing thing. Sometimes like, (laughs) like I'm like, I look back and I'm like, that's why my shoulder hurts. Like I must've been just eating food that was cut with like, uh, you know, body fucking scum and, uh, whatever I used to clean the tub, like soap and oxy clean or something. I don't know. like, it's so awful to like, I was, I was reflecting on that the other day. I was like, Jesus, that's, that's why I'm fucking healthy as an ox. I don't know. It's it's so fucked up. And then after that, I lived in, I lived with cockroaches. I lived in a one bedroom. It was like 900 bucks, beautiful, big place in Van Nuys where kids would have knife fights outside. Kids, little kids, like five-year-old kids, knives. They would just like, uh, be like unguard, And they'd say that in Spanish. They were Mexican, but, They would, like, do knife fights. It was really, like, it was a great little neighborhood. On the other side of my street was a popular Van Nuys gang. Uh, And then next to that street was where they filmed the show Workaholics, if you've ever seen that. So it was a nice spot, you know. It was a nice spot. But I was only there for a little bit. Then I moved to Brentwood with one of my best friends. and, And then I moved to West L.A. And then I moved to fucking... Studio City and then I moved back to Brentwood and it's like I move I constantly move. I've been all over LA. I've lived in the fucking San Fernando Valley. I've lived I lived all over um the fucking county at this point. And um you know, it's nice. You get a different slice of LA everywhere you go. LA is not the same everywhere. It's just fucking not. There is Chick-fil-A everywhere now, but other than that, it's like you get different people, different vibes, different everything. So I'm moving um to another spot, but you know that's again change is constant. It's you are what is what has to be solid. It has to be you, right? So you can laugh it off all you want, but you know it's, eventually you gotta get up out the house. You gotta do some other shit. You gotta mix it up. You gotta take a risk, etc. Fucking etc. But um, but yeah, Portland's great. I'm excited for my fucking move. I'm excited to be back here with you, motherfuckers. Um. Thank you so much for the support. Thank you for the emails. Email the unfunnykevinshow at gmail.com. Questions, inquiry, sponsorship, etc. cetera. I got you. Um, keep listening at unfunnykevin.com. Share the podcast. Leave a five-star review in the Apple Podcast Store. Give me five stars in Spotify, you motherfuckers. I know you have the app. I know you can do it. Also, uh, leave a comment. Like I said, five stars in a comment in the Apple Store. It goes a long fucking way. If you need to relax and unwind... Go to LucyJCBD.com, follow LucyJCBD on Instagram and Facebook, and let them know the Unfunny Kevin Show sent you and that you are the best CBD on planet Earth. Because I fucking said so. They are. Go to one OneMoonManyStars.com and support the only official Paul Mooney merchandise put up by his children. Literally goes right to his daughter, Spring Mooney, who's hilarious and a personal friend. Fucking love her. Support the family. Uh, they're incredible people. Paul Mooney's a fucking comic legend. Uh, go to tappedinmusic.com, Follow Tapton Tapped In on Instagram. Support the pod, my business, my uh, livelihood there. Just keep it going. Keep supporting. We just hit almost a million views. We're at 950,000 over two years. About 300,000 viewers a year. We're better than network cable. You know what I'm talking about. <sighs> That's it. I hope you guys have a fucking great week. Thank you for supporting the show. I appreciate it. Um, and I will be back next Monday, back to normal schedule every fucking week. Me rambling and, uh, you giggling, uh, being, uh, upset or, or, or indifferent, just enjoying my voice, um, while you beat off or whatever it is you like to do. All right. Pause. Have a good night. (laughs) She lives and she goes and she lives for me. Said she lives for me, evasion. Who own motivation. She comes out and she goes down on me. And I'll make you smile like a drug for you. Do whatever what you wanna do, coming over you. Keep on smiling. what we got.